Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of Do Good and Do Well. I hope you are okay. I hope you're looking after yourself as much as you look after other people. In today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about feedback and specifically what you can do if you find yourself brooding over a piece of negative feedback that you might have received. Now, this has come from an experience I have had recently, and I thought, actually, this would be a great topic because I hear it coming up quite often in my coaching conversations and with my own experience and talking to friends and family, etc. Um, So I had some feedback from something I did and within that feedback was a really negative comment. It was difficult to hear. It was very, very uncomfortable. I know that if I had heard that comment 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have spent hours, probably weeks brooding, stewing on it. I would have taken it as a personal attack on my values and character I would have not been able to see anything useful about it. I would just have been focused on why does this person not like me? What did I do wrong? I didn't do it good enough. And now I feel like I have much better coping strategies with that. I've said this many times. I feel like I'm a recovering people pleaser. I have a more positive mindset which helps keep that stewing that brooding away the term brooding if any of you have read susan kane's book emotional agility which is really great by the way uh, she talks about this idea of brooding and bottling so brooders will keep thinking about it they'll keep talking about it they'll mull it over overthink all the time look at all of the detail of what happened analyze it They'll do all the things so that it is very, very present, this thing that's happened. Bottlers will do what it says on the tin. They'll bottle it up. They'll say, well, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to feel that uncomfortableness. I'm going to lock it in a box and put it away. Neither of those things are particularly healthy. So what we want to do is try to process those feelings of um being uncomfortable to try to learn from it and then move forward so that all sounds really easy well yeah of course but actually we have these really common negative thought patterns that come in all the time and the one that I'm talking about in this specific example could be seen as a negative mental filter now the MFHA describe that thinking pattern as really dwelling on a single negative detail, dwelling on it exclusively so that it darkens your view of reality, like a drop of food colouring that discolours the entire glass of water. I love the way that they describe that. I think that's such a brilliant way of describing what this thing does, you know, that you amongst all of the beautiful, useful, helpful feedback is this one comment and I shall discount all the other things because actually this negative one is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and pushing everything away and discoloring my view. Now as change makers, as people who want to make a difference, you have to 
have hope and optimism and have more positive thinking patterns because that will help you to grow more resilient. You know, at times when you see an injustice, you have a point of view and you share that, not everybody's going to agree with you. When you run a workshop, when you write a report, not everybody's going to take it in the way that perhaps you intended it to be taken. And we can't allow those comments to go unnoticed or to discolor everything for us because then it keeps you stuck and your confidence isn't there to really kind of put that point of view across. You know, nobody likes getting a review of their work that doesn't feel good, but we can we can find something in it that's useful. Like I do, I do really believe that. So these common thought patterns, you know, there are there are other ones. So that you might find that you catastrophize quite a lot. That you know something happens and you build this entire story which doesn't feel good and creates a lot of fear it might be you do a lot of shoulding of yourself I hear that so much I should be this point by now I should have done this better I should have and things like that and all or nothing thinking or jumping to conclusions and assuming that we know what people are thinking and feeling impact on how we show up impact on the way that we behave as I say it might keep you from having your point of view it might keep you from applying for that piece of work applying for that job because you're focused on these the negative parts and these thought patterns aren't serving you so what can you do if you find yourself focusing on one negative comment or if you find yourself brooding on the one bit of your work that you did that didn't quite do what you wanted it to do or that you got some feedback that felt uncomfortable about that piece of work or the one mistake that you made in a document that otherwise was absolutely amazing. What can you do about it? So I'm going to share with you one of the things that or the techniques that I encourage the people on my group program to do. And that's about creating a whole load of list of instructions for when we get into these sorts of less than positive thought patterns. So I believe that humans are very complex, you know, but also we're pretty simple in many ways. And like a washing machine (laughs) or or whatever. Uh, you, we need a set of instructions for when times, when when things don't feel straightforward. So I like to have a list, a visual reminder on my wall of the instructions I need to follow when I'm brooding. And I've called this how to stop brooding. And it's really homemade. It's not fancy. It's just something on my wall. Uh, and I've got a few of them, which tell me what to do if I'm stuck in a certain place. So my instructions, how to stop brooding, says one, label the emotion. What is it you are feeling? And grab an emotion wheel or a feelings wheel. You can Google that. 
And you'll see there's lots of images that come up. But what I love about them is that they are much more nuanced and give us a language of how we can describe what we're feeling. As the more we can identify and pinpoint exactly what we're feeling, the more we can do uh, something about it. So that's the first thing. What are you feeling? The second bit is about noticing the story that you're attaching. What's the meaning that you're attaching to that? So, for example, if you're getting a piece of negative feedback and you start to think, well, that means I'm not very good. That means I didn't work hard enough. That means I probably need to change my job because I'm not very good and no one's going to hire me ever again. You know, if you are starting to create a story around what's happened, notice it. Now, one of the things that I like to do, um, and I offer this as a tool for my clients, is to write a fact or fiction list. So when you've got this story, write on a piece of paper, what is fact and what is fiction? This is one tool that you can use. So you start to separate what are the facts here? The facts are I have 10 pieces of feedback that are positive and really useful and constructive. I have one piece of feedback that is not so positive, for example. Or the fact is that 29 people said they loved this document that I've written. One person has said they didn't. So just start to notice what are the actual facts and then what's the story that you're attaching? What's the fiction? I'm not good enough. I'm never going to get a job again. Why am I freelance? This isn't it's no good. Doesn't work for me. You know, whatever the fiction is that's coming up. So you can do that fact or fiction exercise. The second one that I might try in my instructions is to journal. So I will write what's making me and then whatever the emotion is. So what's making me angry? And I will write everything down just to get it out of my head. And I will write for as long as I need to. What's making me sad? What's making me frustrated? You'll start to see the thoughts that you're having, the stories that you're creating, And it's a way of getting it out of your head. The fourth action, so we've got label the emotion, notice the story, and you can do that through the fact or fiction exercise or journaling what's making me dot, dot, dot. Then the next bit is asking the question, what can I learn from this? What is useful? There is likely to be something, even if it is tiny, there is likely to be something that you can learn from. And that is not to say that you have to agree with the feedback. If that's the thing you're brooding on, you don't have to agree with whatever it is that's made you angry, sad, frustrated. But it's about looking at it and saying, what could I learn from this? What could I take away from this that will help me? And if you then still find yourself brooding, talk to someone, 
find a friend that you can talk to, speak to your coach. If you have a mentor, find someone you trust who you can talk through this brooding with and go through those steps again. Be able to say to them, this is what I'm feeling. This is what happened. These are the facts. This is the story that I'm telling myself. And this story is making me feel even more angry, sad, frustrated, whatever it is. And see if that helps. Talking out loud can be really useful. And either way, do something to shift your energy. If you find yourself getting into that brooding mood again, do something take some action. Now, I have a list of things on my instructions that I can just look at. I don't need to think about it. I can say, oh, yes, okay, I will play that song that I know shifts my energy, or I will take the dog for a walk, or I'm going to WhatsApp my friend and she'll send me a funny gift. Gif or gif? I don't know, gif. So really, again, it's like right when you're in your rational brain, and your logical brain, write this list because it will make it so much easier for you when you're in that moment. You can just follow the instructions step by step, take the action. So one of the last points I want to make about this is also, it comes from Brené Brown in her book, Dare to Lead. And it was a bit of one of those things you read, you think, oh, God, yeah, of course. But she says that receiving feedback is hard for a number of reasons. But one of the reasons is that sometimes people who give feedback don't have the skills to give feedback. They lack the delivery skills. And that then can impact on how we are feeling. And I suppose that's why it's then really important to notice the emotion, like really identify how you're feeling with it. It's important not to brush that aside, but then notice the story and remember that maybe it's in the delivery of the feedback. So asking the question, what can I take away from this can be really helpful. You know, giving useful feedback is not a skill that is necessarily innate. We don't get taught it necessarily. And often it comes with shame and it comes with blaming. However, as Brene Brown says, we have to be able to take feedback regardless of how it's delivered and apply it productively. And we have to do this for the simple reason, mastery requires feedback. She says, I don't care what we're trying to master and whether we're trying to develop greatness or proficiency, it always requires feedback. And that's in her book, Dare to Lead. So for you as a change maker, for you as someone who wants to make a positive difference somehow, who wants to do good work, that makes an impact then we have to get feedback and so we have to learn how to manage feedback that isn't instantly on the surface brilliant or useful you know we have to we have to get more comfortable with receiving feedback that is uncomfortable and not to brood on it or take it personally and spend hours and hours wasting our time and our energy on that piece, but really being able to move through that, find what's useful and move on. So I hope that 
has been useful to you are you a fellow brooder raise your hand if you are come and find me on social media come and connect with me on LinkedIn, sign up to my newsletter. I will put all the links in the show notes. But I would love to know, how do you react to receiving feedback that might not be so positive? Take very good care 